0: Welcome back to Who's Talking. She's a music superstar who sold more than 100 million albums. Along the way, she blew past the boundaries of country music to become a global pop sensation. And with three diamond albums and five Grammys, she's become a role model for the female artists who follow. I worked a lot on this question, Alex. Hey, can I have are. Are you always like this? Are you saying parents are wrong? Yes. Will you come back? Yes, of okay. course I will. Shania Twain, welcome. I gotta say this is a treat for me.
1: Oh, thank you. It's a, it's a treat for me as well. It's lovely to meet you and to sit here and chat.
0: Good, that's exactly what I wanna do. As I was thinking about our sitting down I came to a conclusion, which is that your life would make a hell of a country music song. And in fact, there's so much material, it would make several great country music songs.
1: Uh, It's been a long life. I've had a lot of, you know, ups and downs. I've had a lot of um, wonderful moments in my career. Obviously, you know... uh, little bit of a rocky road in, in some of my personal life, especially in my childhood, so there's been a lot to write about. <laughs> there's been a lot of songs um, and stories, you know, stories to write to music, and that's, that's an ongoing thing, well, so I have a lot to say. Let's just
0: quickly go through it. A tough childhood, yeah. parents both killed in a car crash, you become one of the great music stars in the world, you get a disease and lose your voice. And then, in the middle of that, your husband leaves you for another woman. And, and as I think about all of this, how have you come out the other side stronger than ever?
1: I think every, th- every time something brings me down or tries to bring me down, there's a, a, a determine. It fuels more determination. I, I, I can't really explain it, but. That just, I'm not going to be held down. I just have this determined nature.
0: Um, is, it, is it guts? Is it ambition? Is it that you're a whole lot tougher than you look?
1: I just think every time I make it through um, a hardship, I'm stronger on the other side, really. And I know that sound, that's maybe simplifying it, but I just feel like I get stronger every time I overcome something difficult. And so I'm feeling stronger than ever. Now in my life and and it feels good it feels rewarding it's it's uh, no pain no gain I guess uh, is a lot of you know how I, live, how I have I've lived and survived my hardships
0: well let's start at the top and in 1995 you have your big first hit album the Woman in me and let's take a look at one of the videos
1: all right yeah.
0: It is such fun watching you watching you. What do you think of that girl? What would you say to that girl?
1: Well, whenever I see this video, I think I I was so naive in a lot of ways. I really didn't understand camera angles yet. I didn't understand how to make a video. It was all very new to me. It was was early on. And um, so I, I feel like I was in a girlish... Uh, way still trying all of these things on but at the same time I was 30 already when I had my first hit off that album so I had mental maturity but I was still very very new um, well, the in first, this world one you know? of the, the first world.
0: things that you hear after that album is it's too sexy for country
1: yes it was too sexy for country I took a lot of heat for that It was.
0: what did they say? And Nash, oh,
1: so. I'm a lap dancer. Um, no, you can't show your midriff. Uh, you're going to offend everyone. You're going to offend the women because they're going to um, they're going to be turned off by it. You're going to f- offend the men because you have this attitude toward men. Um, but I just had to ignore. You know, I just had to go with my own uh, my own vision.
0: Well, let's Trust let's, in that. Let's talk about your own vision, because the album in the first couple of years, it's sold more now, but in the first couple of years, it sells 10 million copies. And you said, that's great for country, but it's not great compared to Michael Jackson or the Rolling Stones. So what did you want to be if, if 10 million albums and a huge hit wasn't enough?
1: Well, you know, going through all the effort to, to to even get a a record deal is huge. All of the work that I had done singing from bars, you know, from the age of eight years old, it had been already a very long road. So my intention was to go all the way on that road. I wasn't going to stop at just being a, for example, Canadian superstar or just being a North American superstar. I wanted to be a global superstar. And that meant that I was going to have to cross over because country music is not... A global um, genre, the way it is, in, you know, in America. So, I I knew that there was a, still a very very long way to go even after selling selling ten million albums.
0: I mean, it, it, it's kind of a hard thing. You send you sell ten million albums. You're a huge country star, and you're saying no, that's not enough. I mean, was that hard for you, or did you just say no? I'm not going to be bound by somebody's definition.
1: Well, because I had so much more to give. So I was, I'm like, I've got more to give. Who's stopping now? Let's just keep going. Let's keep rolling with this. Let's see how far it will go. I had intentions to hopefully be a global uh, success. Um, whether I would have gotten there or not, I don't know. I did. Okay, grateful. I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that. But it was more about just um The intention. The intention was there. I had the energy to do it. I had much more music to write, more records to make, and a lot more ideas to share. So I I just wasn't empty yet.
0: So, no, you certainly weren't. You reloaded. (laughs) And uh, your next album, Come On Over, and let me make sure I got this right, is still the best-selling studio album by a solo female artist in history. Here's one reason why.
1: Don't get me wrong, yeah, I think you're all right, but that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. That don't impress me much. I love it. You're
0: rocking. <laughs> this is a better show than that is.
1: It's uh, a great. It's just an up, it's uplifting and fun and sunny. So
0: now they're not only saying it's too sexy, they're also saying it's not country. Exactly. Did you care?
1: No, of course not. I I cared about my intentions and uh, my, my goal. I had my eyes on my path. And I was taking risks, of course. It could have meant along the way, every time I said, no, this is really the way I need to do it. I could have been dropped from the label. I could have been just... Ostracized in many ways, I could have been criticized too much, in, you know, by the journalists. And and there were times when it was a difficult to take. So there was a lot of roadblocks. There were a lot of roadblocks. Um, I just had to just keep pushing through.
0: I mean, you you sit there and say, like, you know, yeah, I'm a country star, but I wanted to be global. Yes. I mean, there's a part of, I think, in all of us that would say, I can't say that. I can't even think that. But you did.
1: I had to have. I had a very big dream, yes. (laughs) I had a really giant dream uh, from a very small child. I don't know if I would have ever been satisfied not going for that dream. Even if I hadn't reached it, um, that would have been one thing. But not trying for it would have been a disaster for me personally. And so, yeah, I I was going for it. And I was going for it. Uh, by taking a lot of risks, by getting criticized. You know, I knew there was going to be criticism. It's not going to be country enough. It's, you know, too sexy. It's too fashionable. Once I started getting more into fashion and enjoying that element of things, the aesthetics on on a bigger scale, that was then now being considered not relatable enough to, especially to the country audience. Um, And I kept saying to them, I think you underestimate the audience. Why why do you think they're not, how do you know they're not going to embrace this? You've never tried it.
0: So, I have a confession to make, which is around this time, I go to Yellowstone National Park on a summer trip with my family. And we have a cassette of this album. And yes, all of our family, including me, sings this song.
1: Oh, get in the action, feel the attraction, cover my head, do what I dare. Oh, 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 I want to be free, yeah, I feel
0: the way I feel. Man, I feel like a woman. Sassy. So, so, you want to join me in a round?
1: Yeah, do you get sassy when you sing this song? (laughs) (laughs) Which part do you sing?
0: Well you can start, but I'll get, I'll join you with man. I Oh. So you
1: uh uh oh, it's totally crazy. Forget I'm a lady. Your man shirt, short skirts. Yeah, I like oh, that part. Uh oh. And man, i, I feel, feel like, like a
0: woman. bada. Um,
1: yes, you got the guitar part too. i to Okay, so leader. now I want to ask
0: you about that hook. Yeah the guitar hook. Man. So when that song is produced. And, you know, we'll even forget the video, the, 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 the trolling of Robert Palmer and Addicted to Love. But just the song, with the words and your sound and the guitar hook, did you think to yourself, this is just going to be enormous?
1: I, I have to admit, I never know what's going to be enormous when, I, when I've finished writing If you didn't know that was going something... to be
0: great, you're the only person on earth who didn't know it was going to be great.
1: I think it was, it's just... Uh, I mean, I try to get into the head of my personal fan self. Right. What do I want to listen to? What, uh, what would I want to dance around the house singing? Right. But when you're first writing the song, there's no beat, there's no music, there's no production. It's just about the story and the lyric. Right. And the hook lyric, man, I feel like a woman, was very, very satisfying as a statement and so that, that I, could, I could sense that that might connect as a satisfying statement, exclamation for men and women. So yes. I felt that Well, that, that makes sense. me feel
0: better because I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed when I've told America that I'm sitting around in Yellowstone going, man, I feel like a woman.
1: My whole audience sings it and it's mixed of men and women. So there's no, uh, yeah, no words there. you're. Welcome to sing at any you like.
0: Thank you very much. I've now gotten a dispensation <laughs> from Shania Twain. All right. Now we're going to get to some of the rough parts. 2004, you're at the height of your career. You're recording. You're touring. And you get Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. And you lose your voice. How bad was it? How bad was your situation with your voice?
1: I could not project my voice. So I couldn't call out to the dog, for example. So if I, I, w- I was sort of speaking a little... I was speaking up here all the time in that tone, and I couldn't go any louder than that. And so it, I, I couldn't, if I went to a game, a hockey game, football game, I couldn't scream out and cheer. It was very, very frustrating.
0: So well, well, singing
1: with any control was impossible. So,
0: I mean, I was going to say, you say frustrating. You've got to have considered the possibility my career is over.
1: Yes, I did. I, I believed that for seven years. Um,
0: You actually believe for seven years, I'm never going to be able to record again.
1: I I was able to record if I went to all kinds of physio, the effort that I had to go through in order to get a decent quality recording was, I mean, it was not even reasonable. It was an unreasonable amount of work and pressure um, to sustain as a recording artist any, any longer. So I could do little one-off things, but with so much work behind it, I thought, no, I could never be a, a genuine recording artist anymore and get out there and sing it live.
0: So in 2011, about seven years, as you say, after you've, you've lost your voice, Lionel Richie asks you to record a duet with him of endless love, and you are scared to death, and here is a clip of you two recording that from a Netflix documentary. Let's take a look. My
1: love, my love, my oh. he—you know, Lionel was such an angel. I really needed him to hold my hand through that and oh so in order for me to get the control first of all i was warming up at home the whole entire morning before i got there and it was such a it was such a climb i made it but it was torture emotionally psychologically and but he was there to hold me and to support me through it but those were the moments that i was also realizing wow the effort that it took to get that performance meant there's no way that i could sustain because
0: that was still when you're doing an hour and a half to get ready to perform exactly so you ended up having surgery uh and I love, as I was thinking of this question, you know, I was going to say it's not just vocal cords. To somebody in your profession, frankly, somebody in my profession operating on vocal cords would be terrifying. But in your case, it was more than vocal cords, correct?
1: Exactly. So it's, it was the whole larynx. The operation went through the whole larynx. So I've I mean, still a little... got a scar there. Yeah. Um, so the larynx is opened in four directions, completely opened up your throat through the Adam's apple, and then in to reach beside the vocal cords. So it's, they don't touch the vocal cords because my vocal cords are in excellent shape. So now I have crutches on, 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 in the musculature. The, um, when you, you say know, crutches, you
0: mean like... A, a, little
1: Gore-Tex crutches. Braces. I call right. them crutches.
0: But they're permanently installed in there? They're
1: permanently in there, yes.
0: But that must have raised a whole new level because I assume there's no 100%... Uh, certainty that it's gonna work
1: of course it was a risk but I either it was I either took the chance and gave it a try or I would never I would just have to stop my my singing career that was you know so I'm like oh of course I'll try this and boy can I yell now
0: (laughs) (laughs) so after the surgery you have extensive therapy on your voice and we have a little bit of that take a look
1: I'm finding it hard, that's hard.
0: I know, I know.
1: But... It's hard for me to find it. Very hard. That's a hard note.
0: How much do you have to... First of all, how little did you have to warm up in the old days and how much do you have to warm up now comparatively to perform? (laughs)
1: So this stage here is the rehabilitation of finding my placement again. Now, my placements will never be the same again. I had to relearn different placements. But to make a long story short, once I was able to do that, my warm-ups are down to 15 minutes, which is what they should be. Before the surgery, they were an hour and a half, two hours.
0: When you say placements, what's that mean?
1: So the placement, the, the larynx is very flexible and it moves around. So when you phonate, when you make sounds, the air transfers through the, the larynx, the whole laryngeal, it's laryngeal flow, um, and uh, the apparatus with the mouth, the jaw, the, the whole thing connecting to the diaphragm determines where the note sits, whether it's a high note, a low note, the volume of the note, the tonality of the note, whether it's round, whether it's... So you're
0: basically structuring your, your throat, your larynx. To create that sound.
1: Absolutely. You know, if, if we want to talk like that, we can talk like that. <laughs>
0: you know?
1: If we want hey. to ta- talk like that, we can talk like that. Hey, so, Shania, don't do that. We, <laughs> don't <laughs> sing <laughs> like that anymore. Anyway. No, don't, don't
0: talk like that. <laughs> anyway, <probably. laughs>
1: don't talk like that. No, so uh, these are all things I do when, I'm, when I am uh, warming up my voice. You know, I go to these extreme places to determine and define uh, the best placement for the most pleasing sound that I want to make. So uh, without that control, you just cannot be a singer.
0: Tell me about Mutt Lang.
1: She takes a drink of water. (laughs) (laughs) I take a drink of water. Well, Mutt Lang uh, is a person that really taught me the most about collaboration. I'd always just been a solo writer. Um, He was also my ex-husband so we had a very long, a 14-year uh, marriage songwriting team. We wrote so many hits together. Um, it ended very tragically for me. I was very sad that it ended um, in divorce. Uh, he left me for another person, and um, I had to start over. So I was losing. I lost my uh, what I'd become, my solids. Music collaborator, my music director, at, you know, being the producer of the music as well, and and then part of my family. So it was it was very tough, and I was also going through the. I'd lost my voice at this point as well. I was well. Say, this
0: is happening during exact your illness. It's not like he's. I don't want to bang beat up on him, but he's yeah. not waiting till you're all better. You're laid low professionally, and now you're laid low yes. personally. Now, during this time when this all happened, you at one point said, I just want to go to bed and never wake up again. Was it really that,
1: like there, that? Yes, definitely moments like that. Definitely moments um, when I wanted to be, uh, you know, picked up and plunked somewhere on another planet. You know, if it meant life, then take me to another planet somewhere. Um completely out of this world that I'm in, out of this I needed I needed to escape, I needed escapism. So yes, sleep can be very, um, I mean, it's. I needed it anyway. It was exhausting being so down, um, but it was, you know, an escape. I needed escapism. I didn't have anywhere to run, to turn, and uh, it was a very lost period. Well,
0: if uh, <laughs> a music video is the best revenge you got even with a video in which, it's pretty funny, you dump mutt out of a family photo.
1: <laughs> yes. Let's take a look. I had to believe that things would get better. It was time to forget you forever.
0: How good did that feel?
1: It certainly felt great to be in that headspace by then. Um, it is wonderful to, you know, it was so wonderful to be able to smile again and to feel um, like I'm, not, I'm really actually moving forward and unstuck. I had to unstick myself. Nobody can do that for you, so I how felt did you do empowered. And
0: how did you get out of the depths of that, you know, whether clinically or not depression, how did yes. you get from there to a better space?
1: Well, music has always been my greatest escape. But because I couldn't sing during that time, I—it's I, like I didn't have an escape anymore. So by this time, now making this video, I'm, I'm going through therapy. I'm getting to the bottom of how to uh, get my voice back again, and I'm feeling empowered. I'm remarried. My husband is an in incredible support. Uh, I've got an incredible son. So I'm starting to. My life is coming back together. Um, in a very bright and sunny way. And this particular song, Life's About to Get Good, I was still writing that I could see the light at the end of the tunnel while I was writing the song. I know it's there. It's kind of, and now I've got momentum is picking up again, and I'm feeling uh, the optimism again.
0: Well, this gets us, you've glossed over it, to another country song, because for the last 11 years, you've been married to the man who was the ex-husband of the woman that Mott left you for.
1: I know. Can you believe that? He
0: leaves you for another woman, and now you're married to her ex-husband, Frederick, who I just met before we sat down here, who I have to say is gorgeous. Isn't he so handsome? (laughs) Man, I feel like a woman.
1: (laughs) You know, it's called the silver lining. And that is really, I believe, you know, we we're never happy when we're in a bad situation where we're you know or a heavy or a dark situation but when you come out the other side you know and you take those that heavy weight off you feel lighter than ever and how did it happen
0: i mean i would think that
1: right it's a good question that's a very fair question well i guess we were the only I ones i think that 2 really weren't
0: fooling around before oh no
1: oh no we didn't even have each other's numbers i was i was his wife's friend Uh, We were very close friends. The one who
0: stole your husband?
1: Yes. Yes, okay. But we were friends before they were married um, and before we had kids. So her and I were great friends. And then then Fred comes into her life. They get married. Um, And Fred is really just a casual family friend. So Fred and I, he said, listen, you know, um, I have something to tell you. Do you mind if I come by for a visit? And I'm thinking... Okay, well, like okay, and he comes over and um, he tells me that they're having an affair, and of course I think he's out of his mind. I don't know him well wait, enough personally.
0: He tells yeah. you, yeah, because he had already he, known that your husband and his wife are. That's how you found out. That's how I found out. Yeah,
1: he already knew for a while, but he, you know, he didn't know me well enough. Didn't know how I would respond. I didn't believe him. I'm thinking, well, I mean, you know, I there's. You're not thinking clearly. Right. And anyway, so through that process, as I you know, learned that it was true, I thought, hmm, um, OK. I believe you. And um, we just stayed friends for a little while. I left for Canada um, just to escape from everything for a bit. And when I returned to put my son back into school in Switzerland, uh, we, were still, we still felt very connected and we understood each other very well. So we kind of fell off the same cliff, if you will, or we were pushed off the same cliff. (laughs) And I sort of visualize it like we kind of caught each other in midair before we landed and broke each other's landing. That's how I explain it. Now, that's a song. That is a song.
0: There you go. All right, let's discuss the state of Shania Twain today. You recently ended your second residency in Las Vegas. Where you have got, and we've got video here of it, eight dancers, six wardrobe changes. You once said that your show is more Janet Jackson than Alan Jackson. Is that <laughs> is that still true?
1: That's that's a, that is a good way to put it. That's it, the way it is you true. put it. I, and I, so I'm thinking, yes, oh yes, that is exactly how I think. That's what I would say. More because I enjoy the aesthetics of choreography and costuming, and I love the energy of putting on a show, a spectacle. So Las Vegas suits me perfectly. I love that environment. And I love the high-tech, you know, the technology is changing and advancing all the time and I love taking advantage of that. I'm very involved with the architecture of the show. So yes, it's more, in that sense, more Janet Jackson. Um, And then the Alan Jackson element is more of the songwriting. I'm just a... In the end, I'm really just a songwriter telling stories, but I love to tell my stories and present my music stories with extravagance and, um, you know, in a spectacle.
0: Well, speaking of that, you released uh, a song recently from your sixth album. Let's take a look at that. That is a long way from country.
1: Yes. Good point. You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) It is a long way from country. I mean, it's not really fair to say that stylistically it's that far away anymore because country music has caught up in a a lot of ways or accepts or whatever or explores uh, fashion more. But this is a very, even for me, I'm very much playing superstar. I am dressing up and having a lot of fun with Fashion and looks like never before. It's unlike anything I've ever done before, fashion wise, Um, fashion beauty and styling. So, this was me really being that little girl and digging through the closet to find, you know, the most, the craziest way I could get dressed up. So, I've had a lot of fun with it. And the song is very poppy. It's a, you know, um, it's high energy, boppy poppy. I say it would. Kind of like a, the, the whole styling of the song and the video is very much Prince influence, Cindy Lauper influence, Blondie. Um, it's got a rock and roll edge. It's, a, it's indulgent for me.
0: Well, you, you, you've earned <laughs> indulgent. Last question. Someone once called you, I'm sure a lot of people have called you, country's crossover queen, and both... Taylor Swift and Carrie Underwood say that you really have broken the barriers and here you are with your your buddy Taylor in a in a uh, spinoff of Thelma and Louise uh, that you really have have led the way for them in breaking the barriers between country and pop and country and rock and country and boppy poppy as you just called it what does that mean to you
1: I'm very flattered i I certainly uh I have to say it's a huge compliment because both these ladies are um, superstars in their own right and they've earned that in their own right without any help from me. But when I look at somebody like Dolly Parton who really was the first, I think of any, whether it was male or female, she was the first to really cross over globally as a pop superstar. And actress, all of these things. So I say that it's. Impo- I would say that it's important for us to have those mentors ahead of us. But I would say that it's. But I'm very grateful and um, honored that I was recognized as that by Taylor and Carrie. That's um, really a compliment.
0: Shania, thank you, dear. This thank was you. a. This was a delight. And for anybody who asks why I stopped just doing political interviews so I could interview everybody in the world, watch this interview. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Like her timeless song, Shania Twain has demonstrated her staying power. She's come back from a painful divorce and an illness that almost ended her career. It's all proof that once again, she's found her voice. Thanks for watching. Catch us every Sunday night on CNN. And keep streaming anytime you want, right here on HBO Max, to find out who's talking next. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level.